You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Good morning, church. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Help me nod to the person next to you. I'm not sure if you know them or not, but it says church. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Just nod to them. Just hit them. They might look like someone who drove rough. <laughs> I don't know who they are. And tell them God loves you. I don't know the last time you heard this, but God loves you. And tell them I'm a child of God. And so I love you too. Uh, person in here on the other side, look at the other side and tell the person, I don't know you, or in this case I know you, but I love you too. Right. And if a wedding comes out of this, God be praised. I want to sing, uh, Falabi, you can't sing this song with me, because you don't know it. Uh, who knows Aka Akaya, the Aka Jehovah? Uh, pass the mic, pass the mic, pass the mic. But I'd like us to worship God this morning, if we can. While we, the band puts, can we celebrate Ejiro who shared his God experience? And Muscle, thank you so much. God bless you. May he perfect the work he's doing in your heart. While we wait for the band. Oh, Franklin, you're here. Give him his key, his key. Heavenly Father, this morning, as we share from Scripture, we ask that you would speak to our hearts. Let no one live here the same. Uh, we pray for the person who's come here without joy. 
Pray for the person who's come here, Lord God, tired at the end of their road. We ask, Father, for strength. We ask for comfort from the Holy Ghost. Uh, Lord, I receive passion to preach and anointing to teach, clarity to speak as one sends from God. The Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. So, Lord, we declare that your power is in this place, the balm of Gilead. We ask that you will do that which you and you alone can do. Let your people not hear the excellence of man's wisdom or the oration of a speaker's speech. Lord, do what Jesus wants to do in this place. Our hearts are open. Uh, convert the sinner, correct the one who is astray, strengthen the one who is weak. Holy Spirit of God, thank you. God's people shared a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Thank you, guys. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, good morning. Good morning. 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 Thank you, everybody who's in church today. Um, if it's your first time at LifePoint, thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Idris. I'm the resident pastor here at LifePoint. Uh, the people shouting are the ones I hired to come. <laughs> they shout intermittently in the message. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, just to update, so today I'm preaching a message out of this, you know, How to Live a Great Life uh, series uh, titled um, High Life. Uh, next Sunday, by the way, we teach a message called Great Health, and um, I have a gentleman called Larry Olushola uh, who will be sharing. Uh, it promises to be fantastic, and we've asked him, look, what are the foundational things um, someone needs to do in life to build great health? And he'll be speaking to us next Sunday. And the last Sunday of this month and this series, we, um, we say great life, great praise. Um, the sense I get about the last service, the last Sunday, is that we want to praise God in advance, all right? So you want to think about the great life that God is calling you to. So um, I'll ask you to begin to prepare uh, yourself, prepare your praise. Um, um, there is something about getting to God's presence and just letting go. So when we come here, sometimes we're still organized, eh? That day, if you have shorts, wear shorts. I think I will wear shorts. I will, I will wear some... Okay, well... <laughs> I will just vex. Uh, I will wear shorts. Yes. Uh, but, but more than just your shorts, I've, you know, so when Falabi, please... And, and I'm saying it here for Falabi so that they don't argue with me in private. We want talking drums, like two. We want, we want to be able to express ourselves. All right? Sometimes, you know, we like this music that you sing, but <laughs> sometimes we don't understand it, like, uh, sometimes. But, okay, today I need to focus, right? I need to just preach down the line. If you are a note-taker, and you should be, uh, you want to, because I probably go very quickly through the scriptures that I'm reading today. I, I can tell you all, the, most of the scriptures, if you want to write them down. Isaiah 55, verses 3 to 9. In fact, you could take Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 9. Um, Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. Luke chapter 6 and verse 45. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 to 12. Somebody say, ah, all in one message. Yes. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It's not sounding like a lot. But some of them are like one, one verse. Like Job 32, 8 is just one verse, right? Romans 8, 5 to 6, 
Uh, and I think that's kind of it. Okay, there are a couple of other ones, but I'll just read through again. Isaiah 55, 1 to 9. Luke 6, 45. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 12. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. And 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 5. And then Job chapter 32 and verse 8. Why don't you join me in your Bibles if you, if you can? Isaiah 55. I read verses 3 to 9. It says, incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people. A leader and commandment for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And the nations who you do not know shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God. And the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 11. It says, for, verse 9, for my, oh, this is verse 11. For, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. It says, For as my thoughts, or for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I'll repeat that verse for emphasis. It says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Our consideration today is the high life. Is the high life. God thinks high thoughts, that scripture says. And he has high ways. Um, I'd like to say that high thoughts get you on highways. And our consideration today is just the power that God has invested in man being able to think and then produce the thinking. When Jesus says in John chapter 10 and verse 10, we've considered the scripture for, for the last couple of weeks, that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There is someone with a mission to kill, to destroy, to steal. But he says there is an alternative. He says, I've come that you may have life, and have that life in abundance. Help me ask the person next to you, are you living the abundant life? You have to be a bit dramatic. No, don't just ask like the pastor says. You have to be dramatic about it. Are you living the abundant life? Are you believing the abundant life? Uh, because you don't have to be high to have high thoughts. We're not going to get me in trouble today. We have to focus as a church. Right? You don't have to be high to have high thoughts. And then to get on the highway. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible continually, or a couple of scriptures, will call God the most high. Yeah. <laughs> mm. who, who has been high before? Don't put your hands up. <laughs> Don't put your hands up. Uh, but my children in the service, I have not been high before. <laughs> Intentionally. But if you've been high before, maybe, you know, your, your friends used to call you your highness, you know. When you are high, from what I hear, 
Folusha, just correct me if I'm wrong, okay? <laughs> oh no, but Folusha's kids are here. Folusha has never been high before. <laughs> Your mother has never been high before. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this, Folusha. But since we've started with Folusha, Folusha, uh, I became your. God has worked in your life. I'm not. I don't want to call you back into where you've come from, okay? Um, but what happens when you are high is altered behavior, new, profound pronouncements, deep, unusual wisdom, piercing clarity. You just ah, this election, 29. This person is going to win. Daring initiatives. I will walk home. <laughs> you are in Yaba. Home is lucky one. I will walk home. Say why? Say it's more efficient. Losing tongue. You just begin to talk. And what tends to happen, if you've seen this happen before, after a couple of manifestations, your friends look at each other and go, hmm. <laughs> but the Bible says, God says, look, my thoughts are really high thoughts. He says, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So he doesn't give us an analogy that we cannot relate to. He says, go out there, look how high the heavens are. Look at the earth. He says, that's how the difference in the positioning between God's thoughts and man's thoughts. As I prepared for this, I realized, <laughs> this is something I'd always known, but just clarity in my mind. That one thought deeply embedded in the heart of a man can change the man's life forever. One thought deeply embedded in the heart of that man can change his life forever. A couple of weeks ago, I uh, spoke a message by God's grace about speaking life. And, you know, <laughs> as I prepared for this, I realized how this is the twin of that message. This is the twin of that message. Because thoughts are things. Thoughts have substance, right? Uh, thoughts can alter your mood. I mean, uh, you, you know that there are thoughts that get into your heart and your mood shifts. Right? Your mood shifts. There are a couple of guys in here who unadvisedly are still supporting Arsenal and then they think as they think of the match later today God ordained against Manchester City they, it alters your mood there's a brief hope <laughs> repent my brother <laughs> you know how when you think about that lady just the thoughts. <laughs> I'm coming to church today. I will see Raleigh. <laughs> Happiness. Joy unspeakable. And if you're the one, you better talk to her. Time is going. Thoughts have the capacity to inspire. So when we spoke about speak life, when we taught that message, speak life in Luke chapter 6, I think verse 45, Jesus begins to say, Look, out of the abundance of the heart is where a man speaks. I don't know if this happened to you before where you can talk yourself sick. You can think yourself sick. And some of you are already 
you you possibly some people and if it's you just you know keep a straight face you're already thinking of the sickness for tomorrow because you don't want to go to work headache ah oh, no I used headache two weeks ago and then some of you I mean you've you've been to the place before where you told yourself I was not feeling I'm not feeling fine I'm not feeling fine and then after a while you start to shake when they touch your body you actually have a a temperature. Help me ask the person next to you, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Because thoughts are things. God says, my thoughts are here. Your thoughts are here. My ways are here. Your ways are here. There is an association between your thoughts and your ways. I mean, it's happened to you before when you do some things, right? And then your friend, after a while, they look at you and say, hey, chief, what were you thinking? Because your friends realize that for you to have done that thing, for you to have manifested, gone a particular way, there was a thought or maybe a lack of thought that resulted in it. You know, when you meet someone that has something that you have or that you like, sometimes you have to take your eyes off just the thing that they have, Right? And try to understand how they are thinking. Because they can give you the thing they have. But because you do not understand the thinking that has produced it, you can't sustain it. It's, it's a story of the prodigal son. He says to his father, give me my inheritance. Father says, here. Goes off, but he does not understand the thinking that produced what he could see. Which is why reading books is important. You know, because sometimes it just gives you an idea of what's behind the thinking. So you want to understand God's ways, read what God writes. So scripture gives us access into the mind of God. You begin to understand how God thinks, how he treats people. And I normally say, look, part of the inheritance, and I drift here, but part of the inheritance that we must seek from our parents and our fathers and those older, it's not just the things that they have, it's access to their minds. And some of you, I mean, most of us are going to become parents very soon. And you must give your children, when they come, access to your thinking so they can produce the things that you have. But scripture says we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Thoughts are things. God says my thoughts are here. And, and, and so there is something about putting the right thoughts in your heart, putting God's thoughts in your heart that guarantee you access to a different type of life and outcome. Thoughts come from exposure. Thoughts come from suggestion. Thoughts come from association. Thoughts come from meditation. Sometimes it's never occurred to you before, Josh. Then one day you're in the rehearsal and you just say, ah, Josh, this girl, what's the name of a girl in the choir you like? Which one? <laughs> Let's go with the flow. So IBK comes and says, Ah, you know, Dami likes you. It never occurred to you before. But after that, of course, you know, you, you know how first you feel, you feel good, right? You know, like, oh, that's how they used to rush us, kind of something. But <laughs> focus, guys. <laughs> Focus, guys. Let, look, let's do this message together. Let, let, don't, don't miss my analogy. Hang on. 
Your pastor goes to town. <laughs> and then, but you know what happens? The Monday morning you wake up after morning devotion, counting your blessings one after the other. And you have to damn me. <laughs> you know how it does. You know, you like, ah, damn me, she likes me. <laughs> does she really like me? Then you go back to the last text message that she sent you. And you try to read meanings into it. Suggestion, exposure, association. So with God, prayer, observation, reading scripture, conversation with God, asking God questions are tools that enable us to understand the mind of God. There's a principle called the principle of dominant thought. Uh, they would say that our lives move in the direction of the thought that is dominant in our hearts. I like to say that a man or a woman will eventually arrive at their thoughts and their words. So when we ask you, what are you thinking? It's not just uh, a fancy question because it's a prophetic question. We're saying, where are you going to? So when we, when we when we have access to what you are thinking and what you are saying, we can tell where you are going. We can tell where you are going. Thoughts are things. If we want to use the analogy of someone who is traveling, uh, thoughts are like tickets. Uh, and words are like boarding passes. So you know you can have a ticket, but not get a boarding pass. And you can get a boarding pass, but because you are then shopping at duty-free, you've never seen such cheap goods before in your life. You're shopping, 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 and then you miss your flight. So actions get you on the plane. So thoughts are the tickets. Boarding passes are words that we speak. And then actions get us on the plane. Help me ask the person next to you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because we, we can extrapolate your thoughts from your words and your actions. So if we walk backwards, if we look at the things you are doing now, yeah, we can tell what you are thinking. If we, we watch the video of your life, 24 hours, right? Just video, like, like Big Brother something. Yeah? Minus the shower time and all that, you know? We can tell what you are, we, because we could put our heads together and say, ah, this is what he's thinking. And then someone say, no, put the shower time. No, no shower time. All right? No shower time. Just looking at Demilade's life, we can tell what you are thinking. We can tell what you are thinking. God says, my thoughts are high thoughts. <laughs> you know, sometimes, and this happens especially when you are fasting, you just begin to perceive, you know, you have wicked neighbors, so it's Wednesday that you are fasting, that they are frying soft plantain. And you can tell it's soft from the smell. <laughs> You can just pet or chicken or something, you know. <laughs> I remember someone when we did a 40-day fast, and I did a focus. When we did a 40-day fast, someone said to me, ah, Pierre, says even biscuits now have smells, bread. But we can perceive what is in your heart from the things you say and the things you do. There are different types of thoughts. Different types of thoughts. Uh, Psalm 140 and verse 2 says, talks about evil thoughts. <laughs> it says, who plan evil in their hearts? They continually gather together for war. They are evil thoughts. People who plan and say, how, how do we steal the money meant for education in this, in, for this country? How do we steal it? Evil thoughts. 
evil thoughts. People who say, how ah, this boy, is, this guy is just is harassing me. I'm going to kill him. Evil thoughts. Evil. There are people who just conceive, they take evil. It means you, there are things which you see and you know. There's people who say, we're going to blow up you know, a place of worship. We're going to kill somebody. Evil thoughts. They're evil thoughts. Don't, don't, don't miss their evil thoughts. They are negative thoughts. The Bible will speak about a gentleman called Mephibosheth in 2 Kings chapter 9 and verse 8. The Bible says Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? They are negative thoughts. They are what scripture calls foolish thoughts. And I'll tell you what that is. If you read, I think it's Psalm 14 and 1. You read Psalm 53 and 1. He, you know, it, says, it says, The fool says in his heart that there is no God. That's foolish thinking. There are positive thoughts. When you read Philippians chapter 4, it begins to say there are different types of thoughts. Ones that are noble, good, have good report. They are God thoughts. Isaiah 55 talks about them. You read 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. He says, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? Okay? He says, so, so I don't know what you're thinking. I, we're all in church. We think that everybody's listening to me. No, everybody's listening to me. Some people are already planning lunch. Some people are saying, I can see where she's sitting. When the service ends like this, this is how I need to walk before IBK gets there. You know, this is, this is some people, not all of us are thinking of the word, but you need to think of the word. But it says nobody knows the thoughts in the heart of a man except the spirit of that man. It says likewise, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. They are the thoughts of God. Isaiah 55 says, don't trust at it here and, and, and man's thoughts are here. People who control generations know the power of indoctrination. It's called mental mobilization. Okay? Uh, when you go to certain business schools, the theory of what they're teaching you is the same as they're teaching you in, in all the other schools, to be honest. You can buy the books. But sometimes there are some schools you go to and you come out and you feel like you own the world. It's, there used to be a word, a phrase called brainwashing. If you meet people who go to some schools, you know that the, the water they drank there is slightly different. I remember my first um, couple of weeks at uh, a, a professional service firm in Lagos, 2002 February. So they had a month of orientation. One of the first things they told us in, on day one, and I think they told us this every other day, was that you are the best and the brightest. Ah, hey. Now, the good thing was that my wife, you were, she was in, she was, she was in Anderson, I was in PwC. I don't think they told you to put that in Anderson. But they told us this, best and the brightest, best and the brightest. I mean, I just came from Benin, you know, they're like, ah, hey, best and brightest. We're looking at each other. Oh, but, you know, we left that place after two weeks believing that we're the best and the brightest. In fact, and I, I, won't, I won't go into but they used to also tell us, look, there are certain people as a firm that we will never work for. They gave us the list of companies. Ah, so we, we, 
there was something in, it was just indoctrination, brainwashing. So after two, one, two, we're like, ah, we're best and the brightest. Best and the brightest. Best and the brightest. People pick up accents knowingly and unknowingly. Knowingly is the one where you've not traveled. Or you've got a Jamaican accent. Or you think you have an, a British accent. Unknowingly is that because what happens after a while, you get there and ah, they're doing ain't it, something, something. You, after a while, you, you just try. But you don't even know sometimes, to be fair. You don't know when you pick up an accent. You don't know when you start to talk like someone. It is the same way that we pick up thoughts, sometimes knowingly and unknowingly. You read the history of Germany and what Adolf Hitler did with people. Just as reading a couple, bit of it over the weekend and how he would take young people and tell them to the point that they believed it and, and they would stake their lives on it. That as a people, as a race, they were better than the Jews specifically and every other person. And people would go and kill, burn down, destroy based on those thoughts. Where am I going with all this? God, the Bible says that those high thoughts of God, that if a man has, my understanding, if a man has access to those high thoughts of God, that there is a level of performance in life. There is a difference of perspective. There's a difference in the output. Someone says, so it is how do we how do we go on that path? The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Says, let this mind which was also in Christ, let it dwell with. How, how do we get there? So, so, so three things. And I'll put this together. One is not to entertain negative, foolish, or evil thoughts. So worry, for example, is the taking of fearful thoughts. Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 6, it says, take no thought. When you read in the KJV, it says, therefore, take no thought. So thoughts can be taken. Fear, I've said this before in church, that fear is using your imagination to invest in something that you don't desire. You don't want to have an accident, but you spend time thinking about having an accident. You shouldn't think about where you don't want to go. You shouldn't think about where you don't want to go. You should not be in places where people are curating thoughts that you don't want to see in your life. In fact, I say to people, look, you should not walk in a place where the thoughts that you hear on a daily basis are totally at variance with the place you want to go in life. You know what we say to entertain? It means to bring out refreshment. People don't, people are, nah, these people are not that nice. Because you can go and visit somebody, person just be staring at you, one hour. They will invite you. When you finish, you will go. In those days, when people came to our house, the first thing they will ask you, what would you like to drink? Right? And that's what it means. When you entertain thoughts, you bring up refreshment for them. You say to the thought, take a seat. How are you doing? How are your parents? You say, you want to spend the night? Are you comfortable? A couple of years ago, I think we were preaching, and we said, look, 
our minds are not dustbins. The person who would live a great life, there are certain types of thoughts that you cannot let settle in your mind. I tell the person next to you, your mind is not a dustbin. Uh, it's not a dustbin. That it is popular does not mean it has access to your mind. That everybody is singing it does not mean it, that, the, that the beat is good. Does not Because sometimes you're singing a song and it takes you months before you realize you've been insulting yourself. Till today, there are songs we sing, I still do not know the meaning of. I can't give example now. I'm in the middle of my message. Philippians 4, 8 to 9 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, one, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, the things which you have learned and received and heard and so in me, this do, and the God of peace will be with you. He gives metrics for measuring what should be in our hearts, what we should think of. Is it true? Is it true? Is it noble? This is not about what you can forward. No, this is... Can I invest? So when, when, you are, when that thought lands in your mind and tells you you are good for nothing, is it true? Is it noble? Is it just? I will show him. I, would, I will show him in this life. Is it just? Is it pure? Is it love? Is it of good reports? Is there virtue? Is it praiseworthy? When people hear what you are thinking, can they clap? Can we all clap for you? And so we say, you cannot entertain negative, foolish, or evil thoughts. That you must practice what is called a mental discipline. Mental discipline. I think Paul, when he writes to the Corinthian church, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, will, he will say, say, we are casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought. Someone say every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Is mental discipline, sir. I mean, a couple of months ago, yeah, last year, I was teaching someone, I said, however, I have learned to let the Holy Spirit be my mental coach. I've learned to let the Holy Spirit be my mental coach. Let him be the one to say, Idris, this thing is not, it's not, tr it's not just. It's not true. Because your life will go towards your thoughts. And you know what, I mean, the football season started. You know what a coach does. A good coach. A good coach. Stand and decide. Sometimes the body language of the coach tells you. They'll like, I've been warning you, pass that ball. Then after what the coach tells uh, the other guy, follow me, start warming up. When you see the person warming up, you know what it means. Sometimes the coach is the one shouting. Defend. Fall back. Fall back. Pass the ball. Bring him down. Mark him. Don't let him pass there. We won't pay your salary. Make sure, you know, the coach is shouting. And the Holy Spirit is, he wants to shout. He wants to be your coach. When you wake up in the morning and you're like, my goodness, it's another Monday in the city of Lagos. I'm just the Holy Spirit wants to wrap his, mind, his hands around your mind. And tell you, no, 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 no. That I know the thoughts I have towards you. 
thoughts of good and not of evil, to prosper and not to harm you. When those when you're getting text messages from that guy who is saying, like Basun was saying something about, but you get that message saying you're not good enough for me. <laughs> Where the Holy Spirit wants to encourage, they don't believe it's a lie. That you are the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus, created unto good works, which God had foreordained from the foundations of the earth that you would do. When they, you, you go out, you're the only one whose wig is last season, right? And so you get back home and the thought say, hey, see, the other one, they had good, the first person's wig was flying to the, it was like left, man, his wig is old, da, 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 no, no, no. But the Holy Spirit wants to say, ah, no, that you are beautifully, wonderfully crafted. He wants to be your mental coach. Because what I find is that too many of us are letting negative, evil thoughts drown us and steal our joy. I, I move and I come back to this. There is something about capturing your thoughts. In 2 Corinthians where we read, it says, who knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man? It says, who knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God? And the spirit of God begins as the Christian walks with him to tell the man what the thoughts of God are. In fact, I tell you the story that how, when I was much younger, at a certain point in my life, there was sufficient evidence in my life about foolish behavior. I wasn't doing well in certain aspects of my life. And I just had this thought strong in my heart that I was, I was foolish. There might be somebody here who might relate. That's fine. And I realized it was a battle for a long time until the Holy Spirit gave me that scripture one day. That God uses the base things of this world to confound the strong and the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Once that scripture settled in my heart, that was it. Because it didn't matter where the thought, the day the thought came and said, I just, you are foolish. That is what God wants to use. And God is still using it. And so the Holy Spirit wants to give you, he wants to help you escape certain thoughts that are pulling you down. Help me ask the person next to you, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? I must say this to someone. God is calling us to live a great life. Great lives must have some sort of documentation going on. Your life is too great to be undocumented. So from now, you should be documenting what God is telling you already. I think it's akin to the student who goes to class and says, I will not take notes. Diaries are not for girls alone. Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. What would have happened if the holy men of old, Bible says the holy men of old, they wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Because what happens, the Holy Spirit begins to inspire thoughts in your heart. The reason some of us are not as creative as we want to be is because there is no documentation or capturing of the thoughts that the Holy Spirit puts in our hearts. Over the last couple of months, I have written more, I think, in the last 6 to 12 months than I've written in my entire life. And for me, it's amazing. Just this morning before I came in church, I was telling Fulisha how I had written the note that's going to send to her on leadership. Because just a thought about how... Uh, uh, um, how when you're looking for leaders, you, you need to look for people whose heart you can trust before you begin to look for capacity. And it was amazing how when I wrote the first line, I'd almost written an entire note down. And there's someone who ever so often high thoughts come from the Holy Spirit, come from God, drop in your heart. No capturing. No capturing at all. So it drifts away. Where is the evidence that God has been talking to you? You know when a nice girl sends you a note? You don't delete it. 
You save it. Back it up. Take a screenshot. Save it to iCloud. You, you know, Caleb. Oh, by the way, uh, thanks guys. I, I did mention Caleb was single a couple of weeks ago. I think he's sorted out now. If you want me to mention your case in church, <laughs> focus, guys. <laughs> Luke chapter 2. The Bible says Mary has an encounter with God. The Bible says, aftermath, Luke 2.19. The Bible says, but Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.51. The Bible says that he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. What are you? So when the thoughts begin to come from God, are you writing them down? Are you writing them down? This one is the big one for me. I'm going to land on this and we'll close. I believe there's a call to Christians who are called to live a great life. To make our minds a temple for God. To make our minds. So we've, we've spoken a lot about, look, your body is the temple of God. Eh, my body is temple. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, we've spoken a lot about that. But, you know, I, I just then, you know, preparing for this, I realized your, your mind must become a temple for God. So I don't do a lot of cooking. Okay, oh God, I don't do, I do little cooking. Don't be judging me. And not because I don't know how to cook like that. <laughs> but I know for a fact that you cannot use the same pots. Guys, stay with me. You might not know this. You cannot use the same pot to cook a goosey soup. And uh, what's the other kind of soup? Ogbono soup. You can't do it together. You can't. <laughs> or can you, girls? <laughs> no, no, I mean together, concurrently, simultaneously, or, you know, you can't do it. I, I don't know. This is <laughs> Okay. It's the same way that your mind, eh? It's not, you know, you can't put half of your mind for God then the other half for negative, evil, because what happens is that you, there's a struggle. You're trying to separate the Ogbono from mixing with the Egusi. It's not working. You are dissipating energy. Because so the Bible begins to speak about this concept of being spiritually minded. He says to be carnally minded is death. He says, but this life that Jesus speaks about in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That would you let the multitude of your thoughts come from your walk with God? Would you let God have access to your mind? You know how the Bible will say in the cool of the evening, they will come stroll with Adam and Eve. Would you let God stroll, wander through your mind? Because I believe that there's what scripture calls in Proverbs say, the knowledge of witty inventions. There's sparks and streams of creativity. But God is saying, would you let me, would you let us associate together? I, the one who has high thoughts, have highways, would you let me have access to your mind? 
May I say this, that sometimes we are one thought away from our miracle. Sometimes we are one thought away from our breakthrough. I know this for a fact that there are people who are one thought away from marriage. And that girl is married, or the one that's shouting, mm. <laughs> but it's true. No, but it's true. And December 23rd, 2000, and I forget the year, this young lady who I'd invited to my party walks into my living room. As she steps in, I cannot forget that evening. I'm sitting on the couch. I look at her and one thought, my God, what am I looking for again? That is it. The rest is history. 14 years, two children. And, I'm, and I've known her for years. I'm not joking. So, so there's somebody who you'll be passing your husband. Every, you'll be passing him. Every, you'll be passing him. You'll be passing him. You don't know this. You've been passing him. One thought. One thought. But God is trying to access your mind. He's trying to give you high thoughts. No. Hey, what is on Instagram? Blah, 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 blah. Holy Spirit said, let me coach you. Look at Josh again. Can't you see his face? No. No. And Josh, if you, if you don't get married this year, Josh, I'm, I don't know what more you need, my brother. <laughs> One thought. One thought. The Bible says in Job chapter 32 and verse 8, it says there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him inspiration. The spiritual mind is one that God can use. A spiritual mind is an asset to be desired and cultivated. Because we do not understand it, we do not consider it as a goal. But for anyone who would live a great life, who would live fully and express Jesus' life, a spiritual mind is a must. It is not It is not. It is not negotiable. Tell your neighbor you must be spiritually minded. I, I know it sounds scary, but tell them again, you must be spiritually minded. Mm. Because at, a spiritual mind is one that is free to capture the frequency of God. It's free to hear the thoughts of God, regularly conceives and expresses God's thoughts. A spiritually minded Christian is always high. Oh yeah, because you are high thoughts, high ways. May I speak to someone who, who's, they, somebody has given you something. And you know sometimes it starts like a joke. You, you've taken weed, tramadol, codeine, a lot of beer. Beer and weed. Do you realize that in those moments you feel extremely liberated and creative? But you realize that you come back. And you realize that after a while, you are no longer the one taking the weed. The weed is taking you. Because what happens when born-again Christians, when people do not access the thoughts of God, is that we begin to look for all sorts of strange alternatives. So you can think in God. You can think so much in God but you even begin to do things like God. Do you know? And Masu's God experience was interesting. That there was a point in her life where she says she was arrogant, she was self-confident, she was uh, mean. Imagine just texting a poor guy 4 a.m. in the morning with all sorts of negative confessions over his life and generation just because he doesn't like you. But, but hang on, but hang on. As she begins to access the thoughts of God yeah, 
She gets to the place, the next guy walks out. He walks out because he's not the one who God called to her. Right? Yeah? Uh, guys, by the way, she's at a 7.5. Now it's a good time to get in. All right? And I'll be shouting. You're going to find her number at the end of service. You know, but it is a difference because the next guy walks out. She's not sending him mean messages. Guess what? When the next guy comes, she's speaking to him like a king. She's treating him right. She's adding value. Why? She has access to the thoughts of God. High thoughts, highways. They should know that you have access to God's thoughts by the way you drive. Ah. You should be the one who keeps on the queue. <laughs> Romans 8, 5, 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life in abundance. Thoughts come from exposure, suggestion, association, and meditation. Colossians 3, 2, and a message on this. Set your mind and keep focused habitually, I'm reading the Amplified Version, on the things above. So God is calling us as people of faith, as Christians, as born-again believers, to a place where the big thoughts on our minds are God thoughts. And there's a lot that's fighting for your mind. I know that. There's a lot that's fighting for your mind. I know that. So when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, what happens is that the Holy Spirit invades your life. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah 55, we read earlier, we read from verse 1. He begins to say, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and you will have no money. Come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? He says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. So when Jesus is talking to the woman in John chapter 4, he's saying to her, if you knew who's asking you for water, you would ask him for water. He says that water is living water. He says when you drink that water, he says it will become in your heart a spring unto eternal life. Who will let the Holy Spirit spend time with them? Who would let the Holy Spirit take over their mind? Who will let the when, when God says, Look, in Malachi, he says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. If you ever see dollar bills falling down from heaven, please call me. But that doesn't happen because what happens is that he literally opens the heavens over your mind and begins to pour those high thoughts down. When he says, Those that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. You don't see people flying around. No. It's in the thinking, sir. It's in the thinking. One thought. And this is so strong for me that, that there are people who God is saying, one thought deeply inserted, embedded in your heart will change your life forever. It will change the way you walk. 
will change the way you dress. It will change where you go. Someone hooked on drugs needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. Someone whose mind has been locked down by the devil in negative thoughts needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. Someone who has been driven out of their house, essentially. You've been driven out of your inheritance by a horde of suicidal thoughts needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. Someone whose brooks have dried up creatively, creative, about creativity, financially, even relationally. It needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. He says, who is the person who is thirsting? He says, come to the waters. He says, you who have no money, come buy it. Why spending your money on drugs? Why, why are you spending your money on drugs? Why are you spending your money on what gives you a cheap high? Why are you spending your money on that which wants to enslave you? When we're praying earlier, I said to the leaders, I said, look, I do get the impression that while we're praying worship today, a number of people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said, I thought about 12 people needed to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, the Bible calls him the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He brings God's thoughts. This week, you will think high thoughts. You will surprise yourself. This week, you are giving quick notice on every negative thought. Evil thoughts, quit not. You know when you've not paid rent? You, you say to this thought, you don't pay rent here. Your father, the devil, doesn't pay rent here. You're not spending the night. In fact, you're not staying for the afternoon. There's someone who's been bogged down by the thoughts, you're going to die, you're going to die. No. Scripture is very clear. He says, you have already died with Christ. Tell them that you, they missed your obituary. He says, but the life you now live, you live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Could we bow our heads? I do need a song. I'm not quite sure which one. Uh, let's sing. Yes, sing. You arrival, man. We can do that again. It's fine. No problem. But let's just, as we bow our heads for a minute and contemplate the few things I've said, would you ask God, Father, here is my mind. I, I yield it to you as a temple. Here is my mind. I yield it to you as a temple. You unravel me with melody. The devil doesn't pay rent. He doesn't pay rent. He doesn't pay rent. Here. My mind belongs to God. High thoughts. From my highways, high thoughts, highways.
From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Chosen me. Your love has called my name. And I've been born again. To a family. Your blood flows through my veins. Sing it again. Say from my church to go ahead and sing that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Come on, I would like you to make that confession over your life. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. I'm no longer a slave to fear. One more time, church. One more time. From the very depths of your heart. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I like you where you are in the name of Jesus to just pray and serve quick notice on every negative thought, on every evil thought, on every foolish thought. I'd like you to just declare my mind is a temple of God. It doesn't matter what has happened up until now. It doesn't matter what has happened all these 27 years. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. But you are saying that this mind this mind is the temple of God. Lebanda Karabosh. Is it true? Is it noble? Is it have virtue? Does, is it praiseworthy? He says, that is what will be in my heart. Would you just begin to declare? And for some people, you are uprooting thoughts which had taken root over years. So if you need to pray in the spirit a bit for about 30 seconds, that is fine. But you just begin to pray in the spirit and make up, declare over your mind. The Bible says he has not given unto us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and the sound of mind. It says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. My thoughts come from God I am tired of this mediocre living I am tired of this fearful living I am tired of this depressed living I am tired of this unholy living I am tired of this miserable living I am tired of this unhealthy living he says out of the abundance of the heart 
Hey, someone said, God, fill my heart with your thoughts. Fill my heart with your thoughts. Paul prays for the Colossian church. He says that God will fill your heart with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and through spiritual understanding. Someone pray, my mind is a temple of God. My mind is a temple of God. Let creative ideas spring forth. Let new knowledge spring forth. Let prophecy spring forth. Let the new dreams and new visions. Let knowledge of witty inventions. Let the knowledge of the next things and understanding of times and seasons and understanding of judgment proceed your order. Let it spring forth from my heart. I refuse to waste my life. I refuse to waste my heart. God has called me to a great life. God has called me to great thinking. The man who invented the aeroplane does not have two heads. The God who invented heaven and the earth lives within me. Someone pray another minute. Someone pray another minute. Someone pray another minute. And someone who is here, you have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'd like you to just raise your hands up and say, Father, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. While the entire church just goes ahead and prays in tongues. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. While the entire church just goes ahead and prays in this Holy Ghost. Lord, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this place. Thank you for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve people who are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. And as the Holy Spirit comes upon you, for some of you, you would just feel a release, a release, a prompting utterance within your heart. Let it go. Thank you, Father. One thought can change a man's life forever. Someone needs to ask God as people are getting baptized with the Holy Ghost. Lord, what one thought do I need for this season of my life? What one thought do I need for this season of my life? What one thought do I need for this season of my life? Lord, I don't want to think what Instagram is thinking. I don't want to know what Beyonce is thinking. I don't want to know what the songs are thinking. Will you fill my heart with the knowledge of what God is thinking? Someone needs to ask God, what one thought? What one thought? Maya Kalabas. The Holy Spirit is here. Someone who is hooked on drugs, would you lift your hands to God and say, Father, deliver me. Lord, deliver me. I break the hold of codeine. I break the hold of weed. I break the hold of tramadol. I break the hold of cocaine. I break the hold of every drug. I break the hold of alcohol. I break the hold. I break the hold of inordinate sex. I break the hold upon my mind. I don't need any of those things to get high. I'm a child of the Most High God. Open doors and open minds. When we prayed in the morning, I said to the leaders, I said, that scripture where the Bible says the, 
the apostles were in jail, but suddenly doors began to open with the clear open minds and open doors. Someone needs to write tonight. Someone needs to create tonight. Someone needs to write a new song tonight. Someone needs to write a new proposal. Someone has been trying to write a book, write a new chapter. Someone needs to go back and study that book or subject that looked impossible or hard that you failed. There is redemption. There is redemption. There is redemption. Someone's whole mind, there is a turnaround. They called you slow. It ended yesterday. They gave you a doctor's report. It ended yesterday. There was a thought that always came, made you behave in a particular way. It ended yesterday. Could you just lift your hands, everyone, and just ask God to fill you up? Would you just ask God to fill you up? Would you ask God to fill you up? Would you just pray and ask God to fill you up? I'm not sure what, what song we have. This one. Just, would you just ask God to fill you up? someone there's someone in service today next I don't know what meetings you're going for this week but I'll ask you to pray in the spirit before you go into those meetings the Bible says when you open your mouth I would feel it the Bible says it got to a point they looked at the disciples it says they were shocked it says but then it says because these men were on land it says but then they realized that they had been with Jesus so being with Jesus gave them certain thoughts and when they spoke certain things so I don't know where you are going to but we will just pray in the spirit the Holy Ghost take over that you will go in boldness that you will begin to hear one you will surprise yourself this week I don't know if someone has a worship but I, let's take the next one minute and just worship God in this house all the glory you deserve all the praise. You deserve all the worship. You deserve all the praise.
Father, thank you. Uh, the brevity of time we've had, Lord, we've talked about something that's so big and so large. And we ask, Father, that this week you would cause seeds sown to germinate, bring forth fruit. You would give us testimonies of the things you've spoken. Lord, change someone's mind forever. Let us find it difficult, impossible to go back to old ways of thinking. Father, thank you for the one who was bound with fear. Thank you for a heart that is let loose in God. Father, your people say thank you because we've prayed in Jesus' mighty name. God's push out a big amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.